What's up everybody? Sean here with another live live to roll video here. Uh, it's going to be, uh, we got a few guests today, but for right now, it is going to be Tom and I. Whoops. What's up everybody? <laughs> uh, let me get this set up better for us because I'm uh, not doing a very good job right now. There we go. <laughs> Alright, yeah, we're Expecting to start with a couple guests, but we have uh, two more people coming on. Bobby, that you guys do know, um, will be on as well. And then uh, my friend Russell, who hasn't been on yet, will also be on as a guest to talk a little bit more about caregiving and stuff because he's a higher level quad and really requires a lot of care. So, um, yeah, so that's about it for now. We'll get started. Uh, I'll just do it. I'll introduce the topic real quick sorry guys a little unorganized here just got a little off to an awkward start but uh we are going to be doing talking about caregiving and independence and the balance between the two so trying to really get like a good line you know you don't want to have too much care and not do enough of your own self-care you don't want to overwork yourself and do too much for yourself where you're killing yourself and you know just to try to take care of yourself independently so it's all about finding that right balance so we're going to talk a little bit about that kind of stuff um, how to treat caregivers, how to find them, um, you know, what you can do to be more independent and just stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's just get started here. I'll just do the quick intro again, like normal. Um, we'll have everybody intro when they get on to, you guys know me, I'm Sean. I'm a C5, C6 quadriplegic from a snowboarding accident, um, 15 and a half years, 15 and a half years ago. So, or 16, sorry. <laughs> and uh, this is my friend Tom. I'm Tom. What's up, everybody? Um, in case you forgot last week or new this week, welcome. Um, I'm a C5, C6 quad as well. Um, I was injured 23 years ago uh, in an automobile accident. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, 27 right now, so I've been injured for most of my life uh, growing up. And uh, yeah. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, dude, so... If we can get kind of right into it, um, I can, I'll just kind of go over like what I do for my care because I have, I think for a quadriplegic, probably pretty minimal care um, as far as like most stuff goes. You know, I really, the only time I have a caregiver come in usually is actually when I do my bowel care stuff. Uh, for the most part, I can do a lot of the other stuff myself. You know, I can get up on my own and get dressed and do a lot of that stuff, which was really hard to work up to and to, you know, to, to get to that point. But it was something I really wanted in the beginning and worked for. So for me, I pretty much just have a caregiver come on my bowel days, which I do every other day. And um, I have them come in for a few hours, basically just to help me get started, to help me, you know, while I'm in there with anything. Uh, I have them flush my catheter, um, do my, um, you know, cleaning up everything, cleaning my leg bags and all that, helping me in and out of the shower that's the one transfer I can't do um, and then pretty much once I'm dressed and ready uh, they go and I'm on my own again you know for the till the next for the next like 48 hours so the next day uh, day after the next so um, you know that's just what I've sort of developed and kind of got into I know Tom you do your bowel care every day so yeah well, I have a daily caregiver um, the, I mean I I'll just start from the beginning, I guess, because I started off, I was injured as a kid. I was four years old when I was first hurt. So initially, during, you know, the first few years of my injury, 
Um, I, I mean, my parents provided pretty much all my care, like daily care. You know, like they fed me, they did everything for me. They pushed me around, you know, they did it all. Um, it was pretty quick that they put me back, like they put me into school. Um, you know, I was just a little while before I was supposed to start kindergarten before I, you know, when I got injured. So they put me back into school pretty quickly. And I was only, you know, I had a caregiver, not a caregiver, but an aide at school, to, you know, throughout the day with me. And that continued for probably the next, like, five or six years. Um, and my parents started to recognize the importance of me attaining my independence or, you know, like, working towards some independence. Um, so that is kind of, I think, an important topic we can, you know, maybe, like, touch on for a minute is... You know, if you're newly injured and you are living at home, which very often, you know, if you weren't living at home before, sometimes you go back home, or at the very least, family members will very often step up and, you know, be your caregivers initially. They're the ones that the hospital will train, and then, the tra you know, the family members can then train other caregivers if that's the route that you want to go. Now, I was a kid. It was very easy for me to... You know, just have my parents there take care of me. My mom's a nurse, so I was really lucky in that regard that she had a lot of medical, you know, skills already. And, you know, her and my dad, between them and my brother and sister, you know, they'll take care of me for most of my adolescent life. Once I got into high school, the idea of college and moving out and, you know, real independence hit me kind of like a brick wall. And I yeah. was like, um, I've spent the last, like, 12 years like not really you know doing much for myself in the way of independence transferring and stuff never did independent transfers didn't catheterize myself you know didn't really do much of anything myself no dressing but then I don't know it really like dawned on me that if I wanted to move out and do like live my life like my friends were doing and like I wanted to I would need to attain these kind of minimum set of skills and I started to work on it. You know, I got that surgery with my augmentation that gave me, a, you know, the stoma that I catheterized through, which, you right. know, made catheterizing, you know, independently much more possible, uh, much easier, which really was, like, a big step towards my independence. But then it was transferring, baby. Learning those transfers and building up those <laughs> muscles. I swear the first time, like, I transferred to my bed independently from my chair, it took me, like, 45 minutes. And the whole time, my mom and dad were, like, sitting there, like, waiting to catch me or, like, trying to, like, you know, help me throughout. Just, like, leave me the heck alone. Like, uh, i got to do this. But, you know, I kept trying. I kept working towards it. And, you know, like, it got easier. Now, I could transfer on my own and I could dress and undress myself independently. That was, like, what I needed to be able to do in order to, like, give myself the confidence to be able to, like, move out, you know, on my own. Right. The first year I did move out, I had to hire caregivers for the first time in my life. You know, that like we're family members. Uh, yeah, I was 21 years old. I was like, all right, how the heck do I do this? Um, so I signed up for in-home supportive services uh, here in California. That's a program run by the state that provides um, caregiving uh, only for caregivers if you are disabled criteria you know someone comes out and assesses you and you are given you know assigned a certain number of hours uh, that you can hire and you know get paid for by the state for caregiving so i was There's actually going to try to look into that for other states but I, I didn't get enough research done to okay. see if there was 
If you are, I have looked into it for other states. I've spoken to other people. Every state has a program like this. Um, they're all individually state-ran. They're all slightly different in their own way. Some are better than others. The one here in California is pretty top tier um, in terms of, you know, like what they'll provide for you. Um, it, but it does vary state by state. Google, 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 Google. Yeah. Um, is your just look and it up. I'll also, you know, just look at spinal cord injury resources in your area, and they'll be able to lead you um, to, you know, whatever that program is in your state. Now, the you know, supportive services is kind of designed for your family members, you know, to if they have to stop working in order to, you know, support you care-wise. Um, that was the initial idea for the program was to support family members in that regard. Maybe you could still get some form of income, you know, maybe having to, you know, not work, you know, in order to care for that family member individual, but you can't hire anybody. Um, once they, you know, like a background check and, you know, go through like a six hour training class or whatever, um, then you can hire them on as IHSS. Now, the way that I do my care now is I have a IHSS caregiver. So the gentleman I found, he works for other home health agencies, but does IHSS stuff for me. Um, he comes five days a week. Tuesday through um, Saturday, or uh, no, Wednesday through Sunday. And then on Monday and Tuesday, because I can't put someone in a position of working like seven days a week, but yeah, I do require daily care. So the way that I offset that is I have a home health agency provide my care for the additional two days a week on Monday and Tuesday. Um, that is paid for by my insurance. Uh, Medi-Cal, Medicare does provide a certain number of agency care um, but it can be limited in the number of days. Mine, I got approved for those two days a week um, nice. throughout the year. Um, but it does vary, so that is different for everyone. You should just have to get the right doctor to, you know, use the right verbiage to, you know, convince your insurance company, whatever it is, um, to just understand that you're chronically disabled and you require regular daily care. It's not like after 100 days, they can assess you and see how you're doing, you know? Like, it's going to... Right, and that's the other thing too. Uh, and then, right. no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, um, for most like for IHSS here, you have to qualify for you know Medi-Cal, Medicare. I'm sure that's the same in all things or whatever. But the thing is, just don't give up on those. Like sometimes they will deny you initially. Like that's the way all these yeah. programs work. You have to fight for your your advocacy. Like to get those couple days, they probably just didn't give it to you right away. You know, you have to. Try a couple times. You have to email. You have to call. You have to like. It can be. You have to. It can be one of the most difficult sometimes. things to so. advocate for yourself, especially when you're recovering right. from something, you know, a serious injury, like, you know, leaves you paralyzed, whatever it may be. Even you know, everyday life. You don't have the time or the energy to spend four or five hours on the phone. You know, like you know, right. every day for a week advocating for yourself. Like it's just such a pain in the ass. Uh, when you know, you know, you deserve the care. You have the right to the care. But in any event, there are programs, there are people, there are, you know, social programs and stuff to help um, advocate on your behalf. Um, it, yeah. it is a battle, but it's one worth fighting. You know, exactly. means, uh, you know attaining the quality of life that everyone deserves. Right. Yeah, I and mean, if you're... And that means showering, that means doing bowel care, that means, you know, regular assistance, you know, where it's required. Right. Yeah, no, dude, that's definitely uh, super important to make sure you have the right care. That's one of the things I want to talk about here, you know, is like 
just making sure you have enough care. Um, and then like, I also want to touch back on, uh, you were talking about like the family and stuff in the beginning and having your family help you and everybody contributing. And that's usually really helpful. And that's what most, a lot, you know, a lot of families end up doing, but it can be super stressful on a family initially, especially those first year or two when you're really struggling, um, and attitude can come into play on stuff like that. I noticed, you know, like, you know, you get short and stuff with, and it's like, you're not actually mad it's just like the situation and it's just something to be mindful of if you are in that situation right now but if you're sometimes going you are actually mad and then yeah, you sometimes have to rely are. on this person to provide your care you know right. and it's it's where maybe they don't want to be around you at that moment you don't want to be around them and that can be difficult yeah exactly so that's another thing is really like treating the way you treat your caregiver um family or otherwise you know hired or not you have to have a good communication and get a uh, good understanding with, with whoever is. It's so funny is. you say that. My mom, I am the luckiest person in the world because my mom is the greatest mom in the whole wide world. I uh, love her to death, to the end of the earth and back. Um, but sometimes, I mean, she was my primary caregiver for most of my adolescent life right. um, and into my adult life. Even sometimes now, you know, when I go home, she'll, you know, help me with my care. Um, and we had some times and you know where it would it would be really hard really difficult you know my dad was always there and they kind of step in to help out you know she was like i'm done with him you know like you think too much right now and i mean i could be you know extra and too much and you know difficult and, i mean it could be really hard receiving care sometimes um it, you know it's hard it can be hard on the caregiving side but it can hard, be really really hard on the receiving care side too right. you know nobody nobody can really hurt like you you know a family member can because you know how to you know you know how to go after a family member you know you know what to say um and i it's really important i think sometimes to recognize that if it is hard if it is difficult if it's not working that's okay doesn't mean that you know there's something wrong with either party you know but then hey like hey you may like need to consider third party care if it's just not working out yeah, I think honestly it can be it can be super stressful on relationships, family or cuz I even, you know, I had for a period of time I had my girlfriend that I was living with as my active caregiver, which seemed like a good idea and worked okay for, you know, like a little bit, but those stressful times, those hard days, those things like it adds a lot of stress and factors in um that might not otherwise have to be there. Um, and it's even with your family and stuff, you know, like my mom made a comment uh, that she's tied with your mom for number one. So <laughs> yes, I think, God, I, I think all, 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 and like, I think any quad mom that's stepping up to help is, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, yeah. it's for sure. So like, it's, it's a big deal and it is helpful. Um, so mom, thank you. And all the other moms out there and dads and brothers, sisters, family members, you know, everybody, uh, that does help out. It, it's very helpful and beneficial. So, um, yeah, just wanted to, <laughs> uh, throw that out there. But yeah, so, um, we were going on the family and stuff. Do you want to shoot? I don't know. Do you have anything else you wanted to mention on care? Hire, um, um, you know, that transition from family care to non-family care, that was, like, uh, one of the biggest changes in my life when I moved out, you know, like, going from not having family around to, like, being on my own, 
when I first moved out that first year, I think I had I had a caregiver every morning, every night. Yeah. Even like to help, you know, make sure like supervise my transfers, make sure I wouldn't fall. Like my parents are so deathly afraid that I would like fall on one of my transfers at night, you know, like eat it. But that lasted all of about like eight eight months. You know, like I made a couple homies in school and like they wanted to go out like at night and like I had to be home by eight o'clock for my caregiver. And I was like, Nope, this is not gonna work. So I just like I made a transition and it was baby steps. Like I gave myself like two nights a week where I would just be on my own and I would transfer, you know, on my own and like that'd be fine. Uh, now and that went to I don't have anybody in the evening now. I have a woman who comes like three days a week to help me with laundry, you know, cleaning my floors, you know, like stuff like that. So, I mean, things I can do, but things that are just arduous and tedious and right. difficult to do. My wheelchair take too long. Um, she is also a IHSS worker, um, caregiver, and, uh, you know, awesome, awesome lady. But she, you know, just comes pretty much at her convenience, you know, a couple days a week. Just help me with my cleaning stuff, you know, like around my apartment, it's difficult for me. Uh, you know, I just keep my little list of, you know, stuff for it. Honestly, it's kind of like, we like pass sometimes, like, we don't even see each other for a week. Because she'll just like come in and do her thing and like, I'll be out doing my thing. But that was, you know, something that became really important for me, was having my evenings, you know. Not being bound to transfer by 9 o'clock because that's when my caregiver was there to supervise me or assist me transferring. That was... That was kind of the like last big step to my freedom, you know, like my independence. Um, and you know, I'm very lucky and grateful that I was able to like work toward, like work to that. And, you know, I, I was worried for a long time that I wasn't going to be able to. You know, I right. wouldn't be able to get shot. I think I a lot of people to... worry about that, especially you know early on in their injury. It seems pretty daunting that first year or two when you're trying to figure out that independence and like trying to gain some of that back for yourself but it's it, it is daunting and it is hard it's a lot of work but if you put in the work you you can achieve the goals you know you can and oh my goodness like that <laughs> difficulty like the days where you wake up so sore and tired and like you gotta like you know still get up and transfer yourself yeah. when your arms are like completely shot you know like from either working out I mean I know you play rugby and stuff but uh, even you know building up those muscles to get to the point where it's easier and comfortable to transfer more regularly you know it's not a it's not an easy transition you know it's like it's, mm. it's a lot of work uh, and it can be really scary uh, you know learning how to balance and learning how to move your body um, you know, like some of the videos on the literal channel that Sean's done on transferring and stuff like that is gold. I'm telling you, do not like just go past it. You know, like I mean, try things. You know, on your own, every injury is different. Everybody has different muscles and a different level of control. But these techniques and you know, like seeing someone do it, um, really is an incredible like asset. Like um, really, really useful thing. Um, I found, and even 23 years post injury, you know, sometimes like I still like look up how other quads do stuff, and I'm like, I try it out, and I'm like, oh my god, like why have I been doing this? This pain, struggling my whole entire life, you know. <laughs> uh, exactly, dude, and that's why I did initially start the channels because, you know, Mike DeYoung, my friend, showed me how to do the transfer that I do, um, 
and you know that that was kind of before there, there was YouTube and stuff, but it was really before it was really like a thing that people were posting and sharing stuff like that. So you know, for me, I, like we learn stuff like one on one by like mentor like friends and stuff, and that's great. But not everybody has the availability. Not everybody has a Triant Foundation and people that are going to support groups regularly and meeting with you and helping and stuff like that. Um, so that's exactly why. Look, the internet's a great source. I like, I mean, not just my channel. You know, there's dozens of these quad channels and other disability yeah. channels that have awesome techniques and stuff to watch. And you should definitely check or out. Go to, um, go to a local support group. You know, go support to support groups is the best thing you can and do. Meet other quads, meet other parents, meet other people with similar, you know, injuries. And you know, just, I mean, sometimes I've been caught just like. You know, watching Sean like transfer in his van. You know, like when we're getting ready to like go on cruise, and like I always feel a little bit weird, like sitting there, like staring at you transfer. But like it's fascinating, you know. Like also, you know, like inspiring, give me ideas. Like when you know I gonna make you know non-traditional transfers to you know surfaces that aren't my bed and stuff. Like how to do it, you know, how to like lean down, grab my knees, and, you know, kick my head up, my hip up, and move over. You know, like uh, it's it's funny, but it's cool. And you know you can't get that from anywhere else. Yeah, no, for sure, dude. It's that, exactly. It's the only thing you can do is really just learning from other people's experience and watching and stuff. So as far as independence goes, like that's the best thing to do. And right now, support groups uh, might not be happening for a little bit because of everything with the COVID stuff. Um, I don't know when we're going to be able to get back into hospitals and like visit with patients and do all that. Um, uh Triumph Foundation is hosting uh, virtual support groups every week. Yeah, so we are doing um, virtual support groups, and and actually, if anybody does want to be involved in one of those, like if you're a quad or a para, and you you know need somebody to talk to, please you know email me, and I can get you that information. Because that's the beauty of the internet. So please don't be shy if you're not local to our support yeah, groups. Yeah, so. we've had non-locals joining our groups, which is really cool. You know, we got guys from Seattle, just NorCal, San Diego that can't normally make the LA ones. So it's so cool. Sean, link the information uh, for the, at least the Triumph Foundation where they post the support group information. Yeah, if anybody does want to check out Triumph Foundation on their website, I think are all the virtual groups on the website. Uh, I'm not, I'm not actually sure. Oh. On the website, and you will get emailed about every support group that happens if you sign up for the Triumph newsletter. Just, just give me your email. And it's not yeah. spam or anything. It's all really good. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah. Anything the Triumph emails out is about a support group, an activity, something. Like this Friday, we're actually having a webinar on stem cell research, and one of the leading doctors is going to be running it for us. Um, so like Triumph Foundation is a lot of amazing stuff and there are foundations like that all over the country, you know, like maybe not, I don't know if anybody's quite like Triumph. I think we're pretty like awesome <laughs> just because of the, how personal hands on everybody is in, in the foundation, but there are foundations that can help you, um, all over the country and hopefully the world. I don't know as much internationally, obviously, you know, if there's stuff, but. Hey, Tom, I'm so going to let gonna... you talk for a second and um, bring uh, Russell in. He just texted me. He's ready okay. to go. So, so you guys hang out awesome. with Tom for a sec. So getting back to the caregiving topic, um, apologies for segueing for a minute. I, know, I found like one of the most important aspects of caregiving is uh, finding, finding one you have, you know, good communication good relationship with it's a difficult relationship you know like caregiving is one of the diff most difficult jobs Whoa. in the world 
But um, it is, I think, you know, important, especially if you're interacting with these people five days a week or more, um, in order to, you know, be friendly with them. Um, you know, it's difficult. It's difficult without, you know, having some kind of rapport, some kind of relationship. It's just, it's not going to work out long term or regularly. You know, if you can't be friends with this person, um, you know, as well, which can be a really difficult thing to find. But give us a second. I think we're trying to get Russ live with us. Yeah. I can do whatever, right. man. Whatever Just, just trying to get the video feed uh, going. Uh, oh, that's right. Okay. Sean should be back with us. Russell. What up? What up? All right. We got the video, you guys. Alright, now everyone can hear me again. <laughs> Yo, what up? Uh, what up, Russ? We can hear you. Let me just add your video in. Boom. Now we got Russ. Alright, everybody, I'll just do a quick intro. This is my friend Russell Burke. He's the man. He's been injured about seven years now, right? You just had your anniversary, I think. Yeah. Um, I'll let yeah, you do a quick yeah. intro, too, but this guy is the man, dude. I met him pretty early after his injury, and... Uh, Russ is pretty awesome. So, <laughs> thank you. So yeah, if you want, Russell, go for it, and just you could give a quick like, you know, 10, 20 second, just who you are, yeah. you know, and everything. Yeah, my name's Russell Burke. Uh, I got and, hurt in Lake Havasu, uh, May twenty sixth of twenty thirteen. Dove off the back of a boat at the bottom of the river, broke my C four C five vertebrae, and uh, was paralyzed from that. From the neck down, so uh, you know when I first got hurt, like I, you know, I think we all think uh, life's over, and you know, after uh, coming home and being depressed for a few months, it was it was uh, that wasn't me. So I had to uh, I had to accept my injury and suck it up, you know, because I had to suck it up for suck it up for me and my kids. You know, I have uh, two awesome kids, a 17 year old son and a 16 year old daughter. You know, and ever since then, it's like. Uh, gung-ho full speed ahead you know awesome man yeah dude you're doing all kinds of stuff just so you guys know like russell like if you do want to follow him on instagram or anything this dude is doing all kinds of cool stuff all <laughs> the time like he's out yeah, racing dude. racing motorcycles like i mean in his power chair head-to-head street racing <laughs> <You're> right <laughs> doing all kinds of fun stunts and stuff with his yeah, buddies Tom. what up russ how are you, brother? Good, man. Good. Out here talking yeah. about balancing caregiving and independence. Dude, that's uh, that's a great topic right now because that's what I'm I'm actually doing as right as we speak right right now, dude. <laughs> well, tell us about it, bro, if you don't mind. Uh, you know, chatting about it a bit. Um, yeah, if you Sean want to and I, you know, sure. we we've been talking for a bit, uh, but you know, especially as a ventilated quad, you know, I right. you, imagine, uh, you require more care. Than we do. Yeah, sure. um, you know, you require care almost, you know, 24-7. Uh, at least yeah. someone, you know, around to manage the vent. Um, so yeah, no, is, no. how do you do it, man? What's your what's your secret? So, you know, like, it's uh, it's way harder for me. You know, it's like 
it's not like I'm a para or a, a functioning quad where I got, you know, where I could be like, uh, you know, be, uh, be like fluky over here and, uh, you know, transfer myself to bed and, uh, feed myself. You know, I, obviously I can, you know, I'm paralyzed from the neck down and have no, uh, no arm movement or nothing. So it's like, you know, when I'm, when I'm alone by myself, it's, you know, it's, it's tripped. Dude. It's like, like it's something that shouldn't happen, but it does, you know, it happens here and there, you know, it, 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 yeah. it is what it is. And I just, you know, I just gotta, you know, I gotta be careful about it and you know, knock on wood. Something's never happened. But if it ever does, you know, it's like, oh, what do I do? Dude? You know, so it's like call nine one one or whatever, you know. But um, you know, as uh, as a quad now, it's like like tonight. Like I don't have a night nurse from four p.m. Probably like almost midnight. You know, actually, I might be able to get one 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 nurse coming like around ten thirty. But from there, it's like, dude, what do I do? You know, I'll be stuck here from four p.m. to till 10 30 you know by myself you know thank god i got some roommates that are live that live with me but then again i have you know i still want to go out and do stuff you know so it's like i've taught my friends how to do like just the basic needs you know like if i yeah. like if i ever needed to get like uh like like if something went wrong with my vent they know how to use the ambu bag you know or if you know if my freaking if my leg bag gets too full they know how to like you know they could empty it so i don't get ad just that's like the, the, the minor stuff, you know? And yeah, so, like, tonight cool. I'll call my buddy. I call my buddy and be like, bro, dude, can you can you give me a hand, you know, and help me out? And, like, he'll, he's going to come over and we're going to go out and we're going to go to our friend's house and have dinner and, uh, and stuff like that, you know? So it's like my thing is it's like I'll reach out to my circle of friends, you know? Like, the, and they always say, like, your your true friends come come around when, uh, when the Definitely. worst things happen to you, you know? And definitely that's happened for me. You know, my true friends have always been there for me since day one, you know? Yeah. yeah. You actually really do have a nice core group of friends, man. I see you and your buddies doing all kinds of cool stuff. They're always there riding with you, man. Like, it's awesome, dude. It's great. And I, I, I think Tom's probably the same, you know, like that right. really does help. We have having that real good core group and... And an injury really does show oh, you, man. Sure. Like in the beginning, dude, that first year or two, you see who comes around and yeah. who doesn't, and then who keeps coming around and is willing to help you and you know yeah. go that little extra bit. And it's cool, it, man. It really yeah. shows you, like, it's really. Funny that you say that. It's you know, it's funny you say that, like, because I, dude, I have you know, I've been hurt. I'm you know, like, out of all you guys, I'm like the baby, dude. You know, seven years. But there's been there's friends that I still used to hang out with that I haven't that I haven't seen or, you know, I thought were friends, you know, and I've talked to them, you know, they're just like, Oh dude, I just don't know. I don't know how to act around you. And I'm like, what are you talking yeah. about? I'm the same guy, dude. I'm just in a wheelchair, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like, don't let the, uh, don't let the wheelchair intimidate you, bro. It's, it's no big deal. You know, it's like how you did before. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And that's you know, I'm still laughing around here and I'm like, I'm totally still goofing around playing jokes and all that shit, dude. You know, nice yeah man that's yeah, the thing you know like i found like uh when I, i've been injured since i was a kid so you know i didn't really know anybody before like you know i was injured you know at least like they're just like three or four years old so you know right. they don't too much so you know like pretty much everyone i encountered you know, it's like they just knew tom in the chair right, right um, yeah. and you know i i used to especially in school you know like middle school and high school i was very afraid like you know, to kind of share a lot of the information. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, um, especially like, you know, 
I always had to go to the office in the middle of the day to catheterize, right? right. You know, like, yeah. my friends are always like, why do you got to go to the nurse's office? Because, like, I got some medical stuff to take care of, you know? Like, right. I can't tell, like, I got to go cath. Like, but I do right. remember, like, that first best friend in high school, like, you know, I told, you know, for whatever reason, like, I just need, like, need to tell somebody, right, the truth about it, right? And yeah. uh, they were totally cool. And it was, like, yeah. you know, not, like, weird at all, you know? It's but funny, though, because, like, half, half the people you say, you'll be like, Hey, I'll be back. I go cast, and they're like, "The fuck? What do you mean? You got a cast? What's up?" The fuck that? They don't yeah. get it, dude. No, yeah. a lot of people don't. With you, dude. Like, like you know, I was an able body till the age of age of thirty-seven, dude. I never thought I'd be in be a quad in a wheelchair, you know. And it's like, you know, all the stuff we got to do now. It's like, dude, I never thought of that stuff when I was a walk when I could walk. You know, it's like, dude, don't you like? It's just you know, you go to the bathroom when you want. You're like, no, this it, it's life changes, dude. 480 degrees dude yeah man and the key i think and like I, i'm pretty sure you have found this is just accepting life man you just have yeah. to accept and be happy like if you dwell on all the things you can't do anymore you're gonna be miserable you know and you and then you your friends are gonna get pushed away like you're gonna be addicted to people and people aren't gonna want to be around you as much right. so that's another right. thing too is if you keep your own good attitude and keep your head up your friends and family and stuff still want to be around you. They still want to help you and they want to be right. a part of your life. They totally. want to be a part of the recovery. Totally. And so that's a big part of it too. And I think that's so for you. I know you've always had a great attitude. So <laughs> what's up, Tom? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Right? Accept you. you know, don't mess yeah. with people. You know? If they even have a weird energy about it, you know, and like very often, like, you know, I could tell just from how someone looks at me. And I would say like right? they're looking at me. Totally. You know, or something but they're just looking at me like I'm different you know like they, right. like, are, they can't see like they can't see Tom they can see the wheelchair they can see you know right. my hands and you know like my goofy arms and stuff yeah. but you know like they just get stuck there and you know it's like nothing against them but at the end of the day like if you can't get past you know like your little right. petty stuff like that you know I'm not gonna spend too much of my time around you Dude, the best parts like where like you're out in public or something, you have a gnarly, a gnarly spasm, and people are like, "Whoa, dude, what the fuck's this guy doing? What's happening to this guy?" You're like, "Ah, oh, no big deal, dude. Carry on." Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, this one time in like seventh grade, my best friend, he hadn't really seen me have a crazy spasm. And I spasm hardcore in the middle of math class one time. And the teacher was lecturing. He jumped up. He was like, Tom, you're moving your legs. You're yeah. moving your legs. <laughs> I'm like, bro. I'm like, bro, it's just a spasm. Don't get too excited. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> so I got a question for you, man. Um, before you hopped on, you're just kind of getting ready to segue in the topic of, you know, um, importance of, like, having a good relationship with your caregiver. Right. Whether, you know, the difficulty of, you know, like maintaining that relationship with a family member or a significant yeah. other, you know, if that's the route you'd go. But also, you know, if you hire someone who's going to be in your space, in your house, you know, bathing you, you know, undressing you, undressing you, you know, doing really personal care, you know, the yeah. importance of, you know, having, having a good relationship with that individual, you know, having a friendship, yeah. you know, a rapport, you know, being able to talk to them. Like, have yeah. you had difficulty finding that? Like, is it, how important is that for you? In that space, dude, I, like honestly, dude, I've been really, really blessed, lucky, whatever you want to call it. Like I've had my, all, dude. Most of my nurses have been with me. I, you know, I've been hurt seven. I would say most of them. Like one, my one nurse, my gay nurse, has been with me for like six years, and the other ones have been with me at least like three, three, four. You know, 
but you know to your question it's like the relationship you have with them dude they're like family to me dude yeah you yeah. know it's like i'll go some places and some some of my brothers like damn dude that's your nerds and i'm like bro shut your mouth dude it's my nerds <laughs> you know it's like, it's like a little sister to me dude yeah you know, they're yeah. like they're like they're like sisters dude they're like sisters to me dude you know and it's like oh my girl come on dude take it easy you know but the relationship is like like you said tom it's like the bet like like you said they're they're bathing you they're they're feeding you they're getting you dressed they're putting you in bed they're undressing you you know all that and like my relationships with them like i said it's family dude like i treat every one of them like they're sisters like that i never wanted you know that's, that's exactly my experience and situation too i was so lucky when i moved out like right. my morning caregiver this woman named Joyce, she was with me for like almost six years and she was like, a, you know, another mom to me. Cause like a second right. mom, honestly, right. you know, like, I mean, she was here like, you know, five days a week checking on me, you know, but at the same time, like, um, you know, she's like, they're with you. Like, well, you know, while you're going through your life, you know, while you're growing, while you're changing right. and stuff, and, you know, it's yeah, hard sure. not to, you know, like almost kind of create that familial bond with them. Yeah, um, you know? it is. It, it's, it's, it's a bond that you guys get that we get it's like you know it's like dude i swear to god like i like we'll get in arguments and it's like what the hell like are you like literally my sister or what you know? <laughs> like jesus you know and it's you get pissed and it's like all right well i'm over it so let's, let's carry on you know well on, on the flip side of that i have an agency provide my care two days a week um right. that five days that my regular HSS caregiver doesn't, you know, they step in for those two mornings because um, I, like, do daily morning care. And uh, that is a different ballpark. Like, I have an incredible home health agency. This one here in SoCal, I know. Right. Uh, you know, shout out to them because they're the best I've ever had. You know, consistent nurses, good quality nurses, but with the agencies, right. they sometimes mix it up. Sometimes oh, the dude. nurse you're used to is not available, and they send a stranger into your house to help yeah. you with your black your bathroom, yeah. you know, yeah. you're transferring and stuff, putting you in a Hoyer lift, moving you to your yeah. chair, putting your clothes on the way you like, and it can be a trip. It can be dude. so flipping difficult. When it's I'll somebody brand this, new, dude, it's hard. All my, yeah, brand new is hard. Like, all my nurses did, they could, like, they could, like, they, uh, they asked me every morning, dude, what do you want to wear? But literally, they could pick out anything. Like, they, they know how I am. It's like, all right, dude, so they know, like, my style and all that, and they know, like, I like to match my shit, so it's like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to pick this and this. Like, my one weekend, she'll just pick it out. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'll wear that, you know? And I don't, nice. like, I don't have to tell them, you know? They could, like, they, they all my nurses know me, like, because they've worked with me so long, they know, like, all my, like, my, my what, what irritates me, what doesn't, how I like this done. Oh, I like that done, you know? It's crazy. Oh, that's yeah. cool. And that's the relationship that, like, really counts when you build that and they you have that understanding right. with them. You know, they know. And it's just like, you don't even have to say stuff sometimes. They're just, you know, they're doing it. Like, they yeah, just, yeah. like, it, yeah. It, honestly, dude, it's like, it's like the robot. We do the same routine every morning, dude. Every single morning is the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I always tell my, like, a new caregiver that comes in, like, honestly, you know, a trained monkey could probably come in and do my care like if they yeah. you know had been, you know given the right incentives and just like learn to repeat and do the repetitive motion because it's the same thing you know every day right it's really the right. same thing um it's the same, but, it's, yeah, it's the same, same thing but i think it's so important that the individual who's receiving the care 
is able to communicate their care. You know, they have an understanding yes. of what they require, and then they have the knowledge and the skills to then communicate what needs to be done safely and accurately. Because so Dude. often, I've had LVNs, I've had RNs come in and not have any experience with the Hoyer lift, right. not have any experience, yeah. you know, doing, you know, catheterization about care. Um, and, you know, it's like, if I wasn't able to, you know, talk them step by step and communicate, and sometimes they even still mess up and poke my bladder with a catheter because they stick it in too far, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, oh, and, um, like how, like how's your experience been with that? Like how, how you do with that, both you and dude, Sean? Literally, like, I, it's 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 funny, dude, because like when you get like a like a cover a cover nurse or or even like a new one dude i get like it's like you get a little irritated because it's like i gotta explain to them each step by step when i i, I rather just lay there and like, okay you know you yeah. know what to do you know and it's at it's... the point where it's like i can literally just lay in my bed and be like all right grab this it's over it's on the third drawer down in my bathroom in that in the tall in the tall drawers grab it you know this is there this is over here get this get that you know i could uh, i can literally walk like you said a monkey through each step to get me up you know yeah. do i do i want to no yeah exactly that's the problem is having to walk through every time that's where it's a pain in the ass is when you have to keep doing that i get uh, i get frustrated and it's crazy I'm doing like that freely. Uh, i uh i always i always you know like when i have a new nurse like i tell him like hey this is going to be a little slow and it's going to take right. like longer than normal, but give me like a couple days, you know, like right. a couple times till I go through this. And I promise like, it'll be, you know, like butter, like it won't be anything. Like you won't have to think too much about it. Like we can just talk, do our thing. It'll be in, out super quick, you know? And like I always tell right. like, I don't want you here any longer than you have to be. But you know, at the same time, like, you know, I like need, I need my care, you know, like I, rec I, Adhere to a certain standard or quality of care, and you know if you right. do not that, then I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna sat like be satisfied for less. And you know, right, I, right. I think it's important not to because you know it's not difficult to you know no, feel safe, like, comfortable during your care. Yeah, you you could walk anyone through it, but like I get so spoiled with the nurses that it's like it's so routine to them where like. They could play there, and they could do. They could do everything they need to do to me, and they can get me dressed. I like, like I said, I could. They could pick out uh, any any outfit. They know how I am, and it's like when I gotta step, when I gotta walk the person like through each each and every little step. I'm like, oh, okay, now grab Such this. Pain. Okay, now do do that. You know, it's like, oh my god, it's like freaking pulling. Like, yeah, honestly, it's like nails on a chalkboard, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, this yeah, is yeah. painful. Uh. Yeah, dude, I, I understand that for sure, man. I, I have, honestly, the reason I've become as independent as I have in my life is because of just lack of patience and frustration. And right? I've, and so I had just enough function totally. to where, like, screw it, I'm just going to figure this out myself. Because right. I had just enough function to stubbornly try it for an hour and a half before I figured out how to right. do, do something. So, um, and, that, you know, that can be. Your, uh... What's up? You know, with your uh, with your function, uh, Sean, it's like you know you your hand function isn't the best, dude. But you figured a way out that you that let, let you uh, that you can do it yourself. You know, 
Yeah, exactly. It just ta- and, it takes you know. It, go for it. You, sometimes you got to create freedom for yourself, right? I mean, even you, Russ, I'm sure, dude. Like everybody needs space where it's just like Russ time, or it's just Tom time, or it's just Sean time, you know. And like, I think it is right. so flippant important to be able to create that yeah. space for you when you need it. No, um, totally. And it's like. Uh, the, the, the funny ones are like it's like when you get like a new nurse that comes in they're like attached at your hip and you're like dude I'm gonna cut you off I'm gonna cut you off of me and you go somewhere else and I'm gonna go over here because I need my time yeah you know <laughs> uh, yeah uh, it's funny because like I have a like this I have an amazing like morning caregiver this guy John right. uh, who's been with me for going on two years now but sometimes okay. like I'll go out you know like um, stay like kick it with some friends, and I'll stay over there, and I'll skip my right. morning care. I just stayed at my buddy's that night, and like I'm, I'm okay skipping my care night? in the morning. Yeah, I'll stay the night. I'll skip my care in the morning. You know, like I just want to like have a morning to myself. I'll come back, you know, do my thing. Like right. it's usually just like a down Saturday or whatever. So I'm just at home kicking it. But like the first time I did that, like I called him like earlier in the day saying, "Hey, John, I don't need you in the morning." And he's like, "What do you mean you don't need me in the morning?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm just staying out of friends." He's like, "What about your care?" I'm like, "Oh, I'll just skip it. Like we'll just, you know." Hey, that's awesome. And he's like, "Are you sure?" And he like stayed on the phone with me for ten minutes trying to Dude, convince me. And I just freaking like, "Hey, man, like I'm good. Like you know, I'm adjusting my diet. Right. I think I'll be okay. But this Dude. freedom, like I require for my sanity, right? you know." Dude, some of these nurses freak out. They're like, "Are you sure you're gonna do that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." I'm like, "I do it all the time." What? Are you Are you sure? I'm like, "Dude." step back let me do my thing you know like, so, yeah like, just let me do it you know uh, but that's kind of part of the familial relationship though i think you know you develop a lot of the caregivers you know at least that's kind of the instincts that they Dude, when, that when i took my when i went snow skiing with oh crap we freeze i'm sure gonna do this i'm like hell yeah i'm gonna do this dude like i'm gonna do this because i want to have some fun you know and, and yeah. she's freaking out because I totally, dude. I forgot my, uh, I forgot my backup battery to my vent, so my vent kept beeping the whole time I was on the mountain, dude. And she's like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Don't worry, I'm okay." <laughs> that is a little scary, man. That might scare me. I mean, <laughs> just because it's the vent, man. That's important. All you hear is beep, beep, beep. I'm like, yeah, I'm cool, dude. Don't worry about it. But you're the one that knows yourself and your stuff. Like, have that freedom, and you're just like. Fuck it, like you know, I'm good. Like you know, I'll be fine. Yeah. Like when it happens, yeah. like that is the stuff that keeps you going. Like that's the stuff that knows that you still have. Like that's, you know, you still have well, that freedom. Like, dude, like uh, like last weekend, I was I didn't have a nurse, so I didn't have a, my nurse was um, she was graduating uh, RN school, so she had the weekend off, you know. So I called my friend called, and she's like, I could uh, I could come and hang out with you, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool, coming out, you know. So we, she comes over. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's get in the van, dude. Let's let's go out. She's like, what? You want me to drive you around? You're like, she's like, you trust me? I'm like, dude, bro, I you, I can't like, I can't sit there and be like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay home because I don't trust the way you drive. I'm like, dude, you know what? Just be careful, dude. That's all it is. Have common nice. sense when you're driving. You know, exactly. I, I'm gonna tell you this. Go slow. Go slow over bumps. Go slow around turns, and we'll be fine. You know. 
Exactly. Yeah, as long as the Fast and the Furious up in here, we're chilling, right? Right. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I've, I've, dri- I've driven Tom around in the back of my van a few times, throwing him around a bit. <laughs> Tom's like, "Whoa, dude, relax. Come on, folks, slow down." It's so funny though because when we like cram into Sean's car, it's usually his manual chair with the you know like power assist wheels, the rugby right. chair, and then my chair with his two front seats that like don't come out. So we're usually packed in like sardines, so there's not too much room for me to slip and slide around. Do you stay, in, uh, do you stay in your chair, Tom, or do you transfer out? I uh, no, I stay in my chair. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I just sit in that like awesome. little bit of seat area. So when you stay at your uh, buddy's house. You sleep in a chair or you transfer out? I've done it both. Um, really? I've done both where, yeah, like, I've uh, slept in my chair, just crashed, honestly, like, a couple times. I mean, this is back in the college days, you know. Had too many drinks, you know, right. just didn't feel comfortable going over or whatever. Right. So, you know, I just, like, grabbed a pillow, reclined my chair back up against the wall, you know, like, wrapped my head in a blanket and, you know, crashed for a couple hours That's until I could catch awesome, a bus this morning or something. Um, you know. Uh, I've, like I've had my friend like uh, two buddies like pick me up transfer me to you know like a love seat too and you know they just help me right. out in the morning um, you know like I've also stayed at you know friends or you know like gone over um, you know and transferred like onto someone's bed too you know assuming okay. like I can transfer back um, but that's, that's always good. kind of like a trick you know um, like going staying somewhere you know hotels whatever it may be um, right. figuring that out that's something that's that I'm kind of trying to tackle right now um which yeah, sean simple, bro i do it all the time not all the time but i do it like i do it at least once or twice a year like uh when i go to vegas i'll go out to vegas with with uh not not my ldn nurse but like a caretaker and yeah. i you know i i find i find the, the hotels that have ceiling lifts in them they can easy easy peasy good like all treasure right. island out in vegas like treasure <clears throat> island they have uh Literally, I think two rooms with uh, with ceiling lifts and the beds that recline. So that's oh, really? Like MGM. Set myself yeah. up for success over here because, like, I'm traveling, you know, traveling with a caregiver, without a caregiver, you know, like, having right. a caregiver to, like, meet me there, you know, shit like that, you know, like, getting a hotel space that's comfortable for me. Right. Because, uh, no, like, that's kind of, like, next big thing on my horizon is doing some traveling. Yeah, and, like, it, troubleshooting like, the caregiving what? aspect is kind of, like, the been the hardest part for me. Yeah. Once you do it, you'll be like, why take me so long to do this? Serious, yeah. dude. No, for sure, man. So I did do like a little weekend trip to um, San Diego this last year with my friends cool. where I just said, screw the caregiver, I'm just going to go for it, you know, risk the biscuit, like, you know, try to walk yeah. you know, on my own. And it went well, like you're saying, um, you know, like, uh, but... The longer trips and stuff. I mean, Sean. So I know, I know what you do. But talk to us about what you do when you travel for your care situation. Because I think we touched <laughs> on it last week, but still, it's like worth noting again because that is a big, big thing. So yeah, when I travel, um, it's, now I like to go if I can. I'll try to bring somebody, like my brother or something. But for yeah. years, I would just. Uh, for rugby, I'd go like a week or two in advance. I'd go onto Craigslist for the city where I was going, post an ad that I needed a caregiver no for the certain day. Yes. So, and I would pretty much just get the caregiver for my bowel care. So I would have them like say I was going to do it Friday afternoon after the games. I would say, you know, meet me. I'd, I'd you know, I'd give them my information. I wouldn't give them the room number usually until day of. I'll give them the hotel and stuff. Tell them like, you know 
4 p.m. I'll hire you for five hours, pay you 10, 12 bucks an hour cash, and just I just find some random off of Craigslist. <laughs> no <laughs> way, dude. Just be like, run it, dude. I don't care. Go for it. And then the rest of the weekend, I would rely on other higher functioning quads to help me with my shoes right. or uh, the coach that's around, you know, so or other family members or friends, like if I needed a little extra something. But yeah, man, well, I just dude, would kind of rough it. Like, <laughs> dude, this is like off subject, but dude, like how, how often do you do your bow? You, you do it on the weekends too or no? So I go every other now, but for a lot of years, and especially when I was traveling, I did Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So, and I did that. That's what the rugby guys taught me. They're like, oh yeah, you can just skip two days for the weekends. No problem. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. And I, you know, that's what I do. I do, I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I skip the whole weekend and I start back up on Monday. And it gives you a little more freedom. It gives you the two days free, you know, so you don't have to have that. Um, and so like, that's what I would do. You know, I really, I usually have to have like one time where I do have to do my bowel care and stuff during the weekend. So it'd usually be like that Friday. Um, and, um. And I never really, so that was the other thing, is especially if I was flying, I do not like to do my bowel care before a flight. Really? No. Because for me, like, I have the same thing Bobby Rohan talked about last time. Like, once everything stops, like, I'm pretty locked up. Like, it's not coming out, like, unless something really drastic happens. But once I start going for that day, like, there's the possibility that there was something just not quite settled, didn't quite finish. And that plane, the awkward transfer, the weird seating positions, like I actually have had a small accident on a plane, embarrassing to say, but yeah, it happened, it sucked. Uh, Hey, shit happens, bro. (laughs) Shit happens, bro. So luckily it wasn't a bad, bad one. All the times times I've traveled, I've uh, I've always left like on a Friday, like a Friday mid morning, you know, like around noon or something, and I always do my, uh, I always do, I always do my bow program Friday morning. Never, right before, never, never had problem. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most of the time I'm okay, but I'm just so afraid of that, that fear. Is just especially after it happened to me once, it's just like, and that was a weekend I was traveling by myself. Oh, for sure. So that was rough, dude. I got, to, I had, to, I got to the hotel. I didn't, wasn't going to have a caregiver until the next day to do my bowel care and stuff. So I basically oh. attempted my best at trying to clean myself up and I changing my shorts and cha- trying to clean. But there was guaranteed I was sitting in some crusty grossness for the whole 24 hour. <laughs> like, you know, like hey, it was gross whatever, bad, dude, that's but freaking, that's, that's, the, a, that's a crip life, dude. That's right. Yeah, dude, hey, that's so a, I think that's something that you said though, Sean, which is like your uh, point is one bad experience can fuck you up pardon my French but it's really true you know and like it does exactly that especially with a caregiver a bad caregiver someone that makes you feel unsafe someone that maybe hurt and stuff you know like doing your care you know not inadequately so that's when you like it's so important if that does happen to you try not to let that fear take hold because not all caregivers are like that it's not worth you know like going without your care for you know fear of like having a bad one um and you know that's where like speaking up and advocating for yourself and being able to like explain your care and you know like if it looks even shady or feels even a little bit shady be like stop let's slow down let's fix this and you know let's go from there um because one bad experience can it's always funny too because like 
I've been like to like one of my nurse like to a nurse or something. I'll be like, you know what? Hey, check my check my uh, catheter because I think it's it's pinched, you know, or or whatever. Check this or check that, and they'll be like, damn, dude, how'd you know that, dude? I'm like, dude, I know my body, and it's, I know how my body reacts if something's like pinched off or whatever, you know, if something mm-hmm. something's not going right. It's like you know, you know, you know your body, and you know what what happens when something's not going right, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Definitely, man. And that's what's hardest too. Those first couple of years, you, it kind of takes like a year or so to like to figure those things out to learn your body. You two. know, like a year, more like two to three. Man. <laughs> yeah, I try. Like, realistically, like, it does take a few. Like, yeah, a, a year, a year. You think like a year. You think you know, and then you're like, nope. <laughs> I say oh, this I, all the time. I made my life a hundred times easier. I'm 23 years post, and I'm still learning stuff about my body. Right. You know, dude, it's a trip, man. And, you know, it changes, too. Like, you know, like, you learn how it communicates. You know, you just, like, certain things, number of things happen a certain number of times, and you just learn. Like, you learn that new normal. You know, you learn your body's new normal. Uh, Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I was just kind of looking through the... What? uh, Were there any other topics that we didn't touch on? I was just thinking that, um, and I was also just looking through the chat for questions. But the one other thing that I was going to mention, sorry, uh, was the difference between hiring private and then like having like IHSS and like having to use both. Like you have the extra two day thing, which that's not private. But like, Russell, do you have to hire private caregivers outside of IHSS hours or do you have enough covered? Well, that was just one of the things I was going to ask. Like between my my um, between my um, my LVN hours and my uh, my IHSS hours, I make it work. Okay, cool. That's what I was just wondering to kind of see, like, especially. I, with... I got a flip. For you. Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta use both, but you know, it works out for me. You know. Right, right. Like you, you would think they'd be like, "Hey, this guy that can't move from the neck down, and he's on a ventilator. He should uh, he should have twenty four hour nursing." But yeah, no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, I know that is crazy, man. It's like... And that's like a total other subject we could talk about, you know? Yeah, for sure. The, yeah, the, the, the lacking things in some of the things with our system. And, um, right. I'm just going to quick click through some of these. I was just looking through some of the comments. I've been posting some in the chat, uh, a lot of just comments, but I just wanted to make sure if, if there was any questions. It's hard for me to read them all as we're going, so just kind of flipping back through if anybody... Um, had some questions somebody morgan was talking about a program for adults like over 55 or something for like that's kind of like an ihss also that's like a supplementive i don't yeah, know yeah there's uh there's totally other programs out there you know you just gotta yeah find, I, you know. I is california but like me and tom said in the beginning if you just look up your state you probably have the same right. type of local care help right. um so, and honestly, your insurance, you know, whether it be Medi-Cal, Medicaid, Medicare, whatever it is, private insurance, whatever, they will try to, like, get you to use all the state benefits you can. So they'll also oh, point you sure. in the direction of, you know, like, whatever your NHSS is. If you're not, you know, local to California or, you know, even, like, the United States, um, you know, I'm sure, um, I mean, most first world countries at least got caregiving programs. Uh, to provide for individuals it's just a matter of looking around 
Yeah, totally. And it's crazy. Like, like if I was to get my Drake out tomorrow, do you know how much my nursing hours, my LVN nursing hours would drop? It's not. They would like, dude, like they bear, they barely give me enough as it is, you know. And then if I was to take my Drake out tomorrow, dude, I would probably, dude, it would probably drop three quarters. You know? Really? It's lame. Yeah, Holy, it's gnarly, dude. It's so crazy. Crazy. Yeah, that's that is crazy, what man. That sucks, dude. I can't believe that. Well, Especially- that was what I ran into initially when I first moved out. Is like I wanted too much independence, and they were like, "If you are this independent, then we're not gonna give you like right? you know the adequate yeah. stuff you need." So I was like, "All right, I guess I'm more like disabled than that, dude." And I require play- more care, bro. You gotta play your cards. Like you yeah, gotta play no, your cards definitely. right, dude. And it's sad. It's sad to say that, but that's what we have to do. Yeah, I call it the crib card. And you know yeah, that's like totally. not the most PC language, but sometimes you gotta play the crip card, and yeah. you know be like, hey, this is like I am chronically disabled and paralyzed from the chest down. Like, right. you know, I'm not taking this hand stuff. Like, dude, we're totally. Here. It's like, like, dude, if I get my trach out, it's like they they think all of a sudden I could feed myself. Like, I still yeah, need like what? To feed me. Jesus yeah, dude. Gravity, dude. Like I still, my arms still don't. <laughs> right. Uh, um, ben just said something in the comments, and uh, he's absolutely right. Uh, check out your adult rehabilitation services, and if you are newly injured and you are experiencing like any form of disability, um, you should have been in, put in touch with the hospital with your adult rehab services. You know they're the ones that help rehabilitate you. You know back to getting to. But you know it's different everywhere. So some. You're, you are your best advocates. Never forget that. That's the one thing you got to always remember for sure, yeah. They're not just going to give you the hours and the money and, like, the care you need. Like, it sucks, right. but you have to fight for it. You have to work for it. And uh, totally. Dude, it's like you got to fight freaking uh, tooth and nail just to get the bare minimum, dude. Yeah. And this is coming from you, Russ, who's like – and, like, so, like, I made the mistake, and I think Tom did the same thing early on acting like like when the first ihss people came out to evaluate like acting like you're you're like you're trying to like impress them like i try you know, trying to like right. show them yeah. all these things oh I can do, I, oh yeah i can do yeah. that totally do that but then you realize like oh they're just taking away your hours that you actually need by yeah, you trying like, to all right there goes, uh, like oh don't do that 10 hours there goes 10 more hours oh, another <laughs> yeah. five hours doc you're like like shut up sean tell them you can't do it yeah, dude, it's like, and that's the thing that they don't think about or factor in is like, yeah, just because I worked my ass off to figure out a way to do something, right? It takes me an hour to do it when it could take a caregiver two minutes, like, right, so right. I, I choose the caregiver, right? Uh, but you know, but it's just one of those things. But yeah, that's the thing I mistake I made. But it's just like with you, man. I feel like, dude, like, like you have your like, I don't know, man. The fact that they would take so many hours for like no trade. And, the hardest part is about like being on the on the vent is like everyone's scared of it dude they're so scared of it and then after like 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 three four months they're like oh no big deal and i'm like see i'm like dude it's not that big a deal you're like you guys you guys hype yourself up over it and every every noise my vent makes you guys freak out i'm like dude as long as that beep stops you're fine if it doesn't stop we have a problem you know? yeah <laughs> Uh, it's funny. I had a trach initially. When I was first injured. I was, you know, I think they had to be on a vent for like three months, like following my injury. Oh, uh, right. uh, and then they, you know, realized I, you know, had enough 
um, you know, function to respirate on my own. So I was off of it. Right. And, you know, like, um, I didn't know too many ventilated quads until I moved to L.A. Um, Shit, like I still don't know ago. that many. I only, I probably only know a handful, bro. Me too. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I, I only know a handful too. So I went for knowing none until I only know a handful. But still, like you know, I remember that because you know I like the lion team. And I said like the first time I kicked over the ventilated quad, like I was a little like I was a little hesitant around his head, right? Because it, it, you know, it's a little intimidating, and it was. And it wasn't like that I was scared of it. It's just like, um, you know, every time I heard that beep or you know, like I heard somebody noise, I'm like, oh right? shit, he's got everything, yeah. you know. I, it's, I don't know if it's messed up with me, but dude, I love messing with like the new nurses, dude. I just freak <laughs> them out, dude. Like they'll be like, they'll be like, get me in bed, or I'll be in my chair, and I'll make my vent go off or something, dude. And they'll be like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> well, no, laughing, that's, that's so funny because like, I have a good buddy who's a ventilator quad, and yeah, he would always just like try to mess with me, and you know, like try to screw around. Oh, dude, it's fun, dude. But once you learn the buttons, once you learn what the noises mean, or you learn how to shut the beeping off at the very least, yeah. you know, like, it's like, ah, you know, forget it. Like, he's fine. Like, I'm not worried about that shit. I'll tell you a funny story. It's like, like, when I first came home, you know, I didn't have nurse. I didn't get nursing for, like, three months when I got home, you know? So my family was taking care of me, you know? And I swear to God, dude, every time, any, one little beep out of my vent, dude, my family was running in my room, dude. <laughs> and they got to the point where it was like, you know what? Let's just buy an extra bed and put it. We'll put it in your room so we can sleep in there. Okay, whatever, Dad. And then after after a while, it would the vent would go off, beep beep, and then it would stop. And they'd be like, I'd like be waiting for them to come, and then they wouldn't even come, and I'd be like, Dude, did you my vent? They're like, Yeah, but it went off. You're good. <laughs> the family gets used to it, man. They're just like, ah, your house is cool. Don't yeah, worry about dude, it. Totally. <laughs> yeah, totally, bro. It's funny. Well, it's uh, so funny because that's how I was when I first went home. Like, I was this fragile little thing that was like, you know, just like walking on eggshells around me, moving right. me and stuff. But like within six months, like my brother was like jumping on top of me, you know, beating me up. Right? You know, that brotherly love, like it was, you know, it's like all pass around, like everything's out the door. Like he's normal, he can take it, you know. Like my mom was showing my care to new caregivers, training them. You know, she'd just be like tossing my legs around, doing right. everything. It wasn't rough or anything. But he was like, yeah, just toss them around, like you know. It's all right. <laughs> Like they care, the caregiver watching was like freaking out, going, "Oh my God, what are you doing to him?" You're like, "Dude, I'm not this fragile little piece of glass." You know? Exactly. Like, dude. Yo, I got shit to do. Let's go. I want to get about my morning. Like you know, I want to do this quick. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, dude, get me up. I want. I want to get in my yep. chair and I want to freaking do my thing. You know, yep. Quick, quick awesome thing. With so that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we had one more question uh, about Volk rehab stuff. <laughs> Um, just uh, whether they, if it's all covered or like, I, dude, I don't really know exactly what never, the half a rehab yeah. never covered if it's out, you know, once you're out, dude. Yeah, you know? my only familiarity with uh, vocational rehab here in California is the Department of Rehabilitation, you know, they assist right. in that and, you know, getting back to work and stuff. And they're a strong California, so they started helping me when I first, like graduate high school and going to a JC, they paid for all of my tuition and books and everything in regard to my disability and like me like achieving my educational goals. 
Now, that can mean um, paying for a caregiver while you're at school. If your um, if your insurance you know won't pay for your caregiver while you're out and about because that breaks their code or their protocol or whatever, then you need to hire someone to be with you, like your aide, while you're at school. The Department of Rehab will help you out in that regard, but it's only in attaining your you know vocational goals, and that means you know someone at school they won't pay for your at-home care and stuff. You know, as important as that is, but they will help you with transportation or anything in that regard to your education. Yeah, it's just really important to look up your state, um, your local state programs like that, because every state has different programs, different things, and you just have to look and try to find those things, because it's the only thing, right. that, you know, like, that's the only way you're going to get to them. They're not just going to just show up at your doorstep and so you just have to yeah, look it all depends what like it all depends on what kind of rehab you're looking for too you know you're looking you know even like you know when i first came out i never knew about like the brown center at northridge you know at csun uh-huh. until someone uh, someone told me oh dude you should be going there do rehab there i'm like what what the hell's yeah. that you know yeah i wish like i would actually done too. that well you can work out <laughs> Yeah, yeah, when I was in the valley, uh-huh. I, I don't know why I didn't take advantage of trying to go over there. It was my but my fault. The hard part is, is that like that uh, that shit gets expensive, dude. It's not like it's not like they give it to us for free, dude. You know, right? Like yeah. the physical rehab, like uh, the physical rehab is we gotta pay mostly out of pocket, dude. You know. Well, see, the crazy thing is, is the physical rehab is what keeps us out of the hospital. It's what keeps us healthy, right. keeps our body functioning normally, or you know, as normally as it can, given our circumstances. They won't pay for any of that. Yet, you know, they like, you know, are willing to accept like tens of thousands right. of dollars in hospital fees, and yeah. you know, like right. possibly <laughs> more. You know, when you end up like having to, you know, need physical rehab from a hospital, yeah, and, sure. you know, like, whatever it is, it's just nuts. It's all backwards. Yeah. Um, Oops. So yeah, I think um, that's pretty much it for as far as any questions, unless uh, I missed any and stuff. But and I don't know if there's any other yeah, stuff you. Any other anecdotes you want to add, Russ? <laughs> oh, dude, like I said, it's like you know, it's it's who you uh, you know when when it comes to being you know having a disability and relying on nursing and all that, you know, just because you have nursing, you know, you still. I would say still surround yourself with a good a good circle of people that'll still uh, help you at time of need, you know. It's like like exactly. I said, like today, dude. Like my four my four o'clock nurse left, dude. I'm just waiting for waiting for my buddy to get here, dude, you know? And it's like you know, you gotta keep keep your uh, you know, keep your good friends around and your true friends around, you know, because they're they're always gonna be there for you uh, when you need them. Sweet man. Sure. So yeah, you're just hanging out then right now. Your caregiver just took off and yeah, my my roommates are here. So oh nice. I don't you know it's, uh, I'm like whatever, no big deal, you know. Yeah, that's you cool, know? man, dude. Yeah, that's awesome, Russ. Dude, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's like it's quite you know at first it was always like it was always scary for me because I'm like, dude, what if oh, what yeah. if something happened, dude? Like, what if I get like what if a tube pops off? What if I get a plug? you know and a mucus plug and I and I can't breathe or something dude I'm gonna be screwed but you know what for the most part like I, like when I if I know I'm not gonna have a nurse for like an hour or so after like my my day nurse leaves I'll have them suck like suction me and do all my you know some some precautionary stuff you know nice smart preventative yeah precautionary that's cool yeah, man those are good tips for, for people sure. I hope people are able to 
learned something from uh, everything here and got something out of this little discussion. And, we you got, know, that's the big thing. Say, yeah. Set yourself up for success. You know, however yes. that means, oh, for sure. you know, whatever that means. Um, you know, through caregivers, family members, friends, you know, have backup, have yourself covered. But set yourself up to be successful. You know, that all, all comes right. down to the individual, um, you know, at the end of the day. Because nobody's going to do it for you. You know, as much yeah. as, like, yeah, people right. care, you know, you know, it might be around yeah. you. You know, like, you got to, you know, make sure you have your stuff handled. Um, oh, for sure. And and that's like I always say. It's like you always got to stay positive, dude. Yep. You know, stay positive even through the... Uh, even through the hard times, because if not, you're just gonna you're just gonna bring yourself down, and you're gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna be that little freaking that lump on the log, you know? Yeah, yeah, Russ, yeah. you've always had an uh, awesome attitude, man. From the first time I met you, early on, dude, you just yeah, dude, I've, I've always respected little, like that. I, I always like a over on time, but that's yeah, kind we're of going like on another to... topic. If you don't mind me like touching on is like when you're wow. in a mood, you know, like talking to a caregiver, you know, treating a caregiver. I mean, I've had a couple times where. I mean, like, I've always, like, learned from my parents, you know, like, give the respect you want to get back, you know, like, you know, that's, like, for everybody in life, you know, caregivers especially, like, I always, you know, even if I wake up in a mood on the wrong side of the bed, you know, like, you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all, you know, let you have to. I, I always say this, Tom. It's like, don't let the five minute a uh, five minutes of a bad day ruin your whole day. You know? And that's like, that's like what know? I was just gonna get to. Like, it's so easy. Like, if you have a rough morning with a caregiver, you know, like your your bowel care doesn't go, you know, as right. you know good as you want it, and you got plans later, you know, whatever it is, or you know, like just whatever it is. Like, sometimes I've had a caregiver come in with a really funky energy in a super bad mood, and kind of yeah. like affect me and like I afterwards I was like kind of left like you know like feeling weird but you know you got that's when you got to tell yourself like I'm not going to let this last hour you know like set the precedent for the rest of my day you know I'm going to let go of that negative stuff Um, embrace myself to the good and you know just move forward right it's like the day you freaking do your your bowel program you get up and then it's like you shit your pants and you're like oh my god but don't let that ruin your whole day, dude. Just freaking change your shit and carry on, you know? <laughs> Clean up the shit and go. Yeah, dude. Get together and move on yeah. with your day. Literally. Right. Uh, oh, that's awesome, man. That's the best thing you can do and we can do. And, and that helps on this subject with the caregiving because, like we were saying before, when you have a bad attitude towards your care, they have a bad attitude towards yeah. you, and it's a toxic relationship. If you, like, you know, like, it just takes you treating them well, then it just is hard for them not to treat you well. And then, bam, you guys have a nice, you know, a better working well, relationship. Funny, you know, the, uh, the crazy part is, is, like, you'll get a, uh, like, I've, I've had new nursing come in, and, like, I'll have them for the day, and then I'll call my agency and be like, nope, don't send them back. You know, this this ain't gonna work, you know? Yeah, so sometimes that's so the situation. It's like, you, you know, you know what, what will work for you and, and what won't, you know? So it's like you got you got to voice your opinion about it. Like I've done the exact same thing times. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, man. Hey, Russ, real quick. Um, somebody to ask just if you care to share, you can. Uh, just how you had your injury or what your. Uh... Oh, I, for sure. I just uh, you know like I said I was uh, I dove off the back of a boat in Lake uh, Lake Havasu and I forgot we were in uh, shallow water. I hit the bottom of the. Uh, the river and broke my neck. Yep, a diving accident, man. Diving no, too many, man. It's like, dude, so it's like, it's like not even, like I wasn't even rock diving, dude. I was like, 
I was, we're out, we're up on the shore playing like horseshoes. I'm like, bro, it's hot, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in, and you know, my friend, uh, my buddy's got a pontoon boat. You know, those things sit, they yeah. sit like, you know, two, three feet out of the water as it is. So I, I, uh, I jumped up there and then walked to the back and I dove in. As soon as I dove in, man, I felt the freaking, I felt my face hit it and my neck went back. And dude, that shit is the lot. Like I've never heard anything so loud underwater in my life. Really? I totally heard my neck break, and then oh. like my whole body went numb. And I was like, I was face down in the water, going, "Oh fuck, what am I gonna do?" You know, I was stuck face down. Literally, it felt like forever. It was probably, I, I would say, it was almost probably like a minute to a minute and a half because I was, I was literally getting to the point where I was running out of air. I was like, spare, and I'm like, dude, if I. Uh, if I suck in water, dude, I'm gonna drown. You know, I'm gonna if I suck water and I'm gonna sink and, and I'll drown, dude, and no one will find me. So luckily at the time, my girlfriend finally she grabbed me by my shorts and she's like, Quit effing around. I'm like, dude, I mess I mess around, man. I can't I can't move. So that's when, you know, they pulled me up on shore and put me on my back and left me in the water and they called for help. And then uh, they uh, they took me to like um, to like Needles Hospital and then they're like, dude, we can't do nothing here. He needs to go. He needs, he needs to go to like a trauma four hospital. So they flew me out to, um, they flew me out to Vegas to, uh, to UMC. And then, you know, as I was flying out there, I freaking, I, was, I think I flatlined like twice on the helicopter ride out to, uh, to Vegas. And then I like flatlined once, like in the ICU. And then uh, I spent like five, I think it was five or six weeks sedated in the hospital before I went to Colorado for rehab. Wow, man. Yeah, I, I, I knew your story kind of, but I didn't know all the, those details. Right? I didn't remember yeah. all those details. Uh, man, yeah, that's crazy. crazy Flatline, you know, like, wow. You know, it could be it could be worse, dude. Life, yeah. It could be totally worse. And you know what? I think I think the, the man above for keeping me keep me around for my kids, you know? Exactly, man. We got to be grateful, yeah, thankful for what we got. You got your family still, right. you know? You're, li- you're alive, you living. Brain, Russ. <laughs> Got that beautiful frame, because, you know, beautiful muscles that function, the ones that don't, you know, they're beautiful too. You know, they're just a little lazier, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a what's on top that, that still works, that keeps us going, you know? Yeah, big time. Sweet, man. Big time, man. All right, well, thanks for sharing that, Russ, with everybody and us. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Thanks well, for having me, guys. That's right. For sure. Yeah, we'll wrap up the live stream. Oh, dude, don't worry about it, man. We got it's cool. If we ended up going, I think you were still on for about a full hour because we went. Oh, we we had a pretty long show this time, but that's cool. I mean, it's the conversation was going, and I think it was helpful for a lot of people, especially newer injuries. If you're looking for, you know, you're trying to figure this out. So, yeah, if they. if any one of them have questions, put my Instagram on the feed or whatever. They can uh, I was just going to say. I'll put them know, in the like description. For more detailed information. Anybody, like, you know, any one of us, please feel free to reach out directly. You know, like, I can send yeah. you any resources that you will probably be like, okay, right. stop said stuff. But, like, you know, if you uh, if you are lost, you know, in the dark and you need some help finding, you know, what you need to, yeah, like, we're sure. here and happy to help. Uh, Dude, you know, you, point you. You can right even. Luke, you can even put my cell number on there if you want. I don't care. I'll just put your Insta, man. I don't want to have people trying to. You, you don't want too many, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, I don't want to get any weirdos hitting you up. <laughs> right. I'll get a dig, but if, you know, it's like, I always say if I could just help one person, that's uh, that's awesome, you know. Yeah, exactly, man. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate Brandon, you watching, thanks, man. man. 
But yeah, I appreciate everybody watching, and, uh, you guys. Tune everybody, back. thank you. Thank you. We will be back next Tuesday at 3.30 again. Different topic. I'm yeah. not sure yet. And um, yeah, it was great seeing everybody. I'm going to end the thank stream you guys. now. Uh, don't forget don't to hang like, up quite, subscribe. quite yet. Hit that yet. notification button. <laughs> oh yeah, lift to roll, everybody. That's right.